Welcome back in, everybody, to another episode of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood here, joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas to discuss the Sugar Bowl matchup between Alabama and Kansas State. Alabama gets the big time win over the Wildcats, 45 to 20. Jake, I know you got a lot to say about this. I know I do. I cannot wait to talk about it. But first of all, you guys know the drill. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel, hit that like button, and then jump in the comments and let us know your thoughts on the way Alabama performed in the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State. Uh, Jake, also, before we even get to that, uh, real quick, earlier today, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Jameer Gibbs, and now Brian Branch, as, we, as we're recording this, has decided to forego their, their senior seasons and enter the 2023 NFL Draft. No real surprises there whatsoever. All those guys are projected first-round picks. Uh, just quickly, your thoughts uh, and kind of farewells to, to all those guys. Uh, you know, what, what more can we say about Bryce Young? I mean, he he represented the the university well, represented the, the city and the state well, you know, in his time at Alabama. Going to miss him. He's probably my favorite player that's come through Alabama, uh, especially under Saban. He might be one of my favorites all time. But, uh, you know, what he did Saturday was absolutely incredible. And uh, Will Anderson, I, his, you know, just his, you know, his his way of thinking, his way of playing, I'm going to miss it. He he was one, you know, a, a great linebacker, a great edge guy uh, for us, and, and I'm going to miss him as well. And then Brian Branch, you know, when he first stepped on campus, uh, you know, he had a kind of a battle there with uh, – uh, with Malachi Moore and Brian Branch pretty much just took over that spot and uh, made himself a household name in the last couple of years. And he played Saturday and, you know, he, he showed up and showed out as I always say, and he made himself some extra money on top of where he was already projected to go, I believe. So, and then Malachi is going to come back. Uh, so that just shows you Malachi is going to come back and try to do what Branch did and that has earned himself a first-round grade as well. Yeah, you know, couldn't have said it better myself. What what Bryce Young and Will Anderson each meant to this Alabama program is is really something that you can't put into words. Uh, you know, they they were both two of the best to ever play at their positions in Alabama history, and you know that's a long list of guys. And so, uh, you know, what careers they had uh, and, and the way they you know, kind of humbly carried themselves also means a lot to, to us Alabama fans and certainly going to miss those two guys leading leading the program and uh, wish them nothing but the best. Jameer Gibbs, even though he was only here for one season, Jake, he, his impact was yeah. uh, was made right away, you know, well over 1,300, uh, you know, scrimmage yards this last season for Alabama, kind of that all-purpose top player. And then uh, Brian Branch, like you mentioned, he really just – you know, like you said, he got beat out by Malachi Moore his freshman year. Then Malachi starts dealing with injuries, and, and Brian Branch comes in and is just an elite safety. And, you know, he played that star position for Alabama as well as anybody that, that Nick Saban's had. And uh, like you said, he already had a first-round grade, was probably going to be the first safety off the board regardless if he played or not. But I have to imagine he probably improved his draft position by five to seven slots with his performance on Saturday. And, uh, you know, he's probably made him himself an extra few million dollars just by playing. And that's what Coach Saban means by creating right. value for yourself in these games. And uh, just so excited that those guys decided to play. And not only did they play, Jake, but they they all showed out and they all had great performances. And, 
you know, that's kind of what helped Alabama, you know, really just dismantle Kansas State 45 to 20 in the Sugar Bowl. And, you know, before we talk too much about that game, click follow the link in the description below. Sign up today on BetUS. Use that link. Sign up today. Receive that 125% bonus on your first deposit. That's free money. I don't know what you're waiting on. Do it right now. And we would certainly appreciate that. Jake, 45 to 20. Bryce Young, magical. Uh, Brian Branch all over the field. Uh, both McClellan and Gibbs and even Miller towards the end of the game played really well at running back. Jermaine Burton, uh, they could not cover him deep. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks had a nice game. Kobe Prentice made an appearance. Isaiah Bond made an appearance. Cameron Latou had a really good game. It was really just an all-around great effort from Alabama outside of the first, you know, maybe quarter of that game. Right. Uh, Kansas State gets up 10 nothing. And then before you know it, Alabama reels off 35 straight points and just gut punches Kansas State and really imposes their will and shows fans from around the country that that not only is Nick Saban not going anywhere, not only has, has he not lost touch, but Alabama's not going anywhere, Jake. The dynasty's not over, uh, and, and Alabama's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I got a couple points I want to make in this game, and uh, – uh, the first one, uh, you mentioned him, Jamarion Miller. You know, we got two stud running backs coming in in this year's class for, for next year, but he's going to make his case for himself where he wants to be the guy. And, of course, he may be third or fourth, you know, since Gibbs is leaving on the depth chart right now because we still have McClellan, who could potentially leave early, you know, still go, uh, and Roydell Williams. But Miller's going to be a household, household name next year, I do believe. He's going to get his touches. Uh, the second thing is, and, and I've been seeing some video of this running around on Twitter and on, and on social media, but, you know, the Alabama standard on the long run from Deuce Vaughn, there was nobody going to catch him, but one guy from the far side of the field, Kool-Aid McKinstry, about ran him down. Now, he didn't really have a good angle, and he just tried to push him out of bounds, but Kool-Aid at the start of that play was on the far side of the field. You talk about the Alabama standard. That is what the Alabama standard is about. That is not giving up on a play, even if you have a slim to none chance of catching that guy. Kool-Aid never stopped. He was running as hard as he could to get there. I'm glad that he's coming back because he needs to be a leader in that locker room next year to set that standard that these new this new bunch of guys are coming in. But this old bunch as well, you know, that's there, maybe – I don't want to say the cancers are gone, but maybe the ones who are in the transfer portal were the problem. But I don't want to just say that because I don't know. But it just seemed like this this is a different team than it was last year or, or the last week, you know. No, Jake, the, the team that showed up Saturday mm-hmm. was the Alabama team that we thought we would see throughout right. the season. But yep. for whatever reason, Jake, and maybe, like you said, it was the guys that, that are now in the portal and found new homes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were taking away from, from what the team could accomplish with their antics. I don't know how else to put it. I know. But, but uh, I mean, it's, it's, if, they're not, if that's not the reason why, it's an awful coincidence of why it all of a sudden happened when they're gone. <laughs> right, exactly. All of a sudden, the wide receiver room looked like the old room, Alabama receiver room. Right, yeah. And, and, and you know, take, take what you want out of that. I'm yeah. not going to say no names because I'm not going to call out any young men. Right. But, I mean, right. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, the two two more things. The other thing was uh, I think the turning point of the game was late in the second quarter when 
TCU, not TCU, but Kansas State, just drove down the field, got within, I think it was like 10 yards of the end zone, maybe five, and we just stopped them, stopped them on fourth down. We got the ball back with like a minute left, and Bryce just leaves an absolute gem of, of a drive and and got us a touchdown. Because, I mean, you could have been – I think it would have been 17-3 to three at halftime if that would have – not if they would have punched it in there. You're talking about taking the sales out of Alabama, you know, at that time. But but we stopped them. Bryce got, gave Bryce plenty enough time with two timeouts to, to lead a drive, and he did. And then the other thing is you mentioned him as well. You know, Burton has already said he's coming back. You know, we was getting him and Brooks the ball a good bit. Both of them are going to have great, great seasons next year because we're going to need some leadership on the outside because we're going to have a new quarterback stepping in. So getting Burton involved real early, I don't know. It just seemed like there was a struggle early on in the season uh, to try to get him involved in the playbook, but we did late in the season. It's great to see because I think he's a special talent. I still do. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Burton is is a guy who can be a difference maker for your offense, and he kind of he proved that on Saturday against Kansas State. You know, th- uh, three catches, eighty seven yards, and a mm-hmm. touchdown. Uh, he just continuously beat uh, Kansas State over the top. And, you know, yeah. early on in the contest, Bryce was a little off, and he missed Burton on a long one that probably would have been another touchdown of probably, what, 60 yards or so? Yeah, so, sure. uh So, uh, you know, you know, you could have added that on top of what he'd done already with 87 yards. So uh, just a really good performance by Burton. He come on strong, like you mentioned, at the end of the season, 352 yards over the last four games and four touchdowns compared That's to great. 325 yards through the first nine games. So right. he, he had more yards in his last four games than he did in his, his first nine games in Alabama. And you, you really saw him start to build that chemistry and continuity with Bryce Young. And like you mentioned, new quarterback next season with Bryce Young moving on to the NFL. Uh, but but having those veteran presences like uh, Ja'Cory Brooks and Jermaine Burton, and now the freshman from this year, have that whole season where they played a pretty good bit, guys like Isaiah Bond and Kobe Prentice, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then Kendrick Law as well, who was really a dog on the field throughout that game. I don't, I don't know if he even caught a pass or not, but he was blocking his butt off. He was making yes. plays on special teams. So he has that dog in him. So that's another guy in that wide receiver room who can kind of lead those younger players next season and kind of help bring along the quarterback, whoever that happens to be. But, yeah, Burton put on a fantastic performance. Bryce Young was just spectacular after starting out a little slow. It was 15-21, 321 yards, five touchdowns. Just phenomenal, Jake. Uh, the throw he made to Brooks for the touchdown in the corner of the end zone, uh, I, I don't know that I've seen him make a better throw in his career at Alabama, and that's saying right. a lot because he's made a lot of spectacular throws. But that, that ball had to be in a, I don't know, probably a, a two-square-foot hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 50 yards away and he put it there. Yeah. It was it was crazy. I mean, that was a perfect pass and you know, that that's what we're going to miss about Bryce. I mean, he he made plays with his legs when the pocket collapsed. You know, he made he got outside and made some plays, rerouted guys and and he was just great at that and and that one throw, my gosh. I mean, it just had I mean, that was the only place it was going to have to land for it to be a touchdown. He threw it while we were out where it needed to be. Uh, he, you know, a lot of guys, like you mentioned, the wide receiver room got got involved. Uh, one guy, like you said, Latou, made a big, you know, had a big game as well. Uh, 
you know, I don't know about his draft status, but um, but he, you know, he's been a great player at Alabama too. Can can he potentially come back for another year? I think he does have a COVID year left, but I imagine he's going to move on to the NFL draft. Yeah, I, I think too. that's probably I probably that's probably why Alabama brought in CJ Dupree from Maryland is because they knew Latou mm-hmm. would be exiting, and and I think Dupree is going to remind people a lot of Cameron Latou. I think they're very similar type players. Yeah, I, one thing about about Dupree I've noticed, man, they they get him the ball a lot up at Maryland. So I'm hoping, you know, we get him involved in the playbook for next year. But but you know, I, I'm going to miss it too as well because you know he had his struggles, but you know he was a difference maker before he got injured. You know, uh, last season. So and then yeah, and he was a really good red zone target for Alabama right. and Bryce Young. He 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 scored a lot of. T- I, I imagine he's. Over the last couple of years, he's probably had twelve touchdowns or so, and that, that's Absolutely. pretty good for that's that's good for a tight end. So, yeah, um, Alabama's definitely going to miss Latou, but I think Dupree is going to be a really good player for Alabama next year at that position. But mm-hmm. uh, defensively, Jake, I know that Alabama didn't start the game like like fans would have hoped. They they kind of allowed Kansas State to push him around a little bit. Uh, Deuce Vaughn obviously broke that long run of, of eighty eight yards, but you know, really, other than that run from Vaughn, he didn't do much. I, I I mean, I think he had twenty-two. He had twenty-two carries for one hundred and thirty-three yards. So he had what fifty carries on on twenty-one or fifty yards on twenty carries, right? So I mean, after uh, other than that, so Alabama did a really good job of kind of bottling him up. Other than that, that one play, and you know, credit to him, he's a great player. He's gonna he's gonna be a good player in the NFL too, uh, much like Darren Sproles. It's it's fitting that that's. I mean, he's like identical to Darren Sproles, and they both played at Kansas State. Uh, <laughs> But you know, Will Howard really, really never got into a, any kind of rhythm. Finished eighteen of thirty-five, two hundred ten yards, and, and the two interceptions. Jake Jordan Battle finally comes up with an interception in his senior season. Of course, Brian Branch gets another one to start the second half, and that's when the game just got away from Kansas State. They threw an inter- throw an interception, and then Bryce Young hits uh, Jaquiri Brooks, and it's over mm-hmm. with. Or maybe maybe that's when McClellan took it in for a touchdown. But, yeah. yeah, that's when McClellan took it in. It, it just over from there. Kansas State was out of the game. They, yeah. they were not going to be able to muster enough offense. They certainly were not going to slow down Bryce Young in the offense. So uh, that that's when the game really got away from, from the Wildcats. And, you know, overall, it was a really – Solid performance from the defense, considering the the amount of, of pressure they were able to get on Howard and the way they affected him, forced the turnovers, and were really opportunistic. Yeah, and you mentioned him, Jordan Battle. He saved his best game for last, I believe. You know, you he had the had the interception. Uh, I think it was the first drive of the game, uh, and uh, and he had a. I think he had like nine total tackles uh, in the game as well. So. He uh, he showed up uh, when he needed to at the last game. Uh, he may have have safe face on his. Maybe he might be a second round pick at, at this point. Uh, but uh, you know, defensively, that that first the first quarter, you know, you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, Kansas State's they're into it, you know, and Alabama's defense hasn't showed up yet. But like you said, once Deuce Vaughn made that long run, I mean, he had over 100 yards after that long run, and then he only had. I don't know how many he had after that, but I mean, he he didn't get that much in the set, you know, from the, that point from the second quarter to the third and fourth quarter. He didn't have that much, you know. So, like you said, we really really bottlenecked him up. Will Howard, I think he had like thirty five touchdown passes this year. I mean, he's been really really good, but we we didn't allow a touchdown pass against him. You know, he got it to two hundred ten yards, but two interceptions with no touchdown passes, and you're right at fifty percent completion. 
you talk about a good defensive performance by Alabama. Yeah, the secondary was was really, really good, especially mm-hmm. after they kind of settled into the game. Uh, you know, Brian Branch was all over the field. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not going to get nothing on Kool-Aid McKinstry. Nope. They didn't really test uh, Eli Ricks that much. Nope. Uh, everything they kind of had was, you know, kind of to the tight end or to a to a receiver in the middle of the field away from, you know, more more with linebackers in coverage and, the defensive backfield was just fantastic against mm-hmm. Kansas State, and they really showed that they're a capable group and uh, really proud of the effort they gave on Saturday. And, you know, what a way for this team to kind of end this season, uh, a season that was that was disappointing by Alabama standards, Jake. But but in the end, they show that they are, are, are one of the elite teams and, you know, probably are, – are, no, there's no probably. They're one of the four best teams in the country. In fact, right now, I'm not sure Georgia, TCU – or anybody else wants to play Alabama because I think Alabama, if they were in the playoff right now, would win it. Oh yeah, after after what I've seen this this past Saturday, I mean everybody everybody kind of struggled. You know, I mean Michigan gave up a lot of yard a lot of yards. TCU gave up a lot of yards against each other. Uh, Georgia struggled against Ohio State. They had to make a big comeback, and against Alabama, Georgia's not making a big comeback like that. So, you know, Alabama Alabama. You know, they still got 11 wins. It was kind of disappointing season, but I'm happy for the 11 wins. But we set the tone for next year, I do believe, right. with this win. Yep. Yeah, there's no doubt. That's that's what this game was about. You could tell that's what this game meant to Coach Saban. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the players, not only that are that are leaving for the draft, but also not only the players that are returning, but the players that were leaving for the draft, like Bryce and Will and Branch, they wanted to set the tone for next season and kind of get a jump start and kind of use this game as a launching pad to kind of recreating the Bama standard, recreating the Saban dynasty at Alabama. And and like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Jake, I don't think this this program's going away anytime soon. Certainly the 12-team playoff is going to do nothing but help Alabama's chances. This would have been a perfect year to piss everybody in the country off, Jake. If the 12-team mm-hmm. playoff would have been this year, Alabama would have won it, and people would have lost their freaking minds. <laughs> and they would have lost their mind, and, and then they would want to go back to four teams because Alabama would have been ranked fifth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so that that is my whole point. If people people mm-hmm. have this utopia idea of college football that somehow this twelve team playoff is going to solve all the problems, right. no, yeah, you're just going to create. It's going to solve a problem, but it's going to create different problems. Right, because now the thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth team that. That didn't get in the twelve team were won in, so it's always going to be a mess. Well, well, not only that, this year is a prime example, Jake. I mean, it is a prime example. Mm -hmm. the The fifth team, I mean, and you can ask. I don't care. You can ask Georgia fans. You can ask Ohio State fans. If you hook them up to a lie detector test right now today, who is the best team in the country? Yeah, exactly. They would they would say Alabama. And Mm so, I mean, what I'm saying is, is like, is that what other fans want? Is for a for an Alabama team who really struggled throughout the season to really find out who they are. Uh, you know, Bryce Young didn't practice throughout the season, so it hurt the chemistry of the offense, the continuity, the growth of the young receivers, and all that. They really want to allow uh, number five Alabama into the playoff uh, just so they can win it as a two loss team. Is that what is that what the other fans want? Because Jake, that's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Jake, Ohio State's going to win it one year with two or three losses. Right. Oh, George yep. is going to win it one year with two or three losses. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's it's going to happen. I don't know. It's nothing is going to change. Nope. Nope. You're just you're just changing the way the the outcome resolves itself. 
Mm-hmm. The outcome is not changing. The The path to that outcome is changing, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. I understand that completely. Um, try, try to reel it back into this game real quick. Uh, one other guy I want to talk about, talking, he was talking about guys coming back for next year's team. How about Deontay Lawson? You know, he he is going to be a stud next year at linebacker for us. Yeah, no doubt. He he had a really good game, Jake. He was all over the field, and mm-hmm. you know he was really kind of playing nicked up too. He didn't practice much right. uh, as far as you know through drills and stuff uh, leading up to the game. But he played a hell of a game. He was all over the field. Uh, you can tell that he is very instinctive mm-hmm. and fast football player. He 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 can cover some ground, and he's going to be one of our better linebackers when it's all said and done. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like you said, he was dinged up, but he still had six tackles and and a yard and a half is, you know, 1.5 tackles for loss. So, I mean, you know, he, like you said, he was all over the field and that's, you know, that's, that's awesome. And and how about Malachi Moore? I know people oh are kind gosh. of, people yeah. are kind of pushing aside the fact that he's coming back. Jake, I, I, I keep up with NFL draft. Malachi Moore at the moment, even though he hasn't played a ton in the last couple of years, is a round two or round three guy. Wow. Uh, and this, this is according to, to mock drafts. I right. mean, I'm not making this up off the top of my head. Go look them up. Mm-hmm. Malachi Moore is a top 100 prospect, according to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so him coming back is huge. And first of all, Jack, he had a sack against Kansas State. He played yeah. good when he was in the game. He, he, he plays more than what people realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think people just like to forget, not forget. Yeah, they like to forget how good he was his freshman year, Jake. He was he was as good as Will Anderson his freshman year as Will Anderson was. Oh, I mean, yeah, they, they, they were the two best freshman on the defense and they were equally good at their positions yeah absolutely i really like malachi i, I still do you know i think he's gonna have a big year this year i, I do too jake he, so. injuries really really plagued him yes uh especially his, his sophomore year and then i mean what's he gonna do come in and replace a guy who's gonna be a first round pick no, <laughs> no. he's gonna replace the number one safety on the board no but he played he played a good bit jake I, I, he probably finished with I don't know, 20 or 30 tackles this season. He obviously mm-hmm. had a sack. He probably had four or five pass breakups. So he played more than what you think. He's going to bring a veteran leadership to this to the album of secondary next year, which is losing now Jordan Battle, DeMarco Helms, and Brian Branch. So mm-hmm. uh, they need some a veteran presence back there. And Matt right. Moore is going to be a stud for Alabama back there next year. And I cannot wait to see uh, the look on Alabama fans who are kind of scoffing at the him saying he's coming back this year right now. I can't wait to see the look yeah. on their face when he's one of the best defensive players in the SEC next year. Yeah, I agree. I I, I can see, uh, you know, a couple, two, three, maybe four picks from him this year, you know, this coming up year. He just has that talent. I mean, I think he had four in his freshman year. I mean, he has that ability. So, yeah. you know, I'm excited. Uh, one one more guy I want to mention, and, and he made more of an impact on special teams, but – Wardell Williams is laying the thunder on people on special teams, man. My gosh, that was that was incredible to see. So he's just a big bruiser anyway, and and I hope he gets his chance next year because you know you give you give him just a space to run through, and he's gonna he's gonna bulldoze somebody over. So I'm excited yeah, to see yeah. what he brings back next year. Yeah, later this week I want to kind of dive into a couple different things, position groups. Obviously, we'll talk about quarterbacks, but also yeah. Jake running back position is going to be really interesting, and kind of how that that depth chart looks next year. And we'll talk about that 
later this week and all throughout the off season here on the show. And I, I certainly can't wait for that. But Jake, Sugar yeah. Bowl champs, eleven and two on the season. You send Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and all those guys off in fantastic fashion uh, with a with a old school Bama beat down, and uh, it was it was thoroughly uh, enjoyable to watch. And uh, now I can't wait till next season. I know it's such that the season's already over with. You know, it's it just seemed like it got here yesterday, but. You know, it, it was a good win for the team. It was a statement win to college football that Alabama is not going anywhere and we'll be back next year, uh, even though we're losing a lot of a lot of pieces. But this team is still hungry. Nick Saban's still hungry. I mean, I could tell in that, tro- that trophy presentation, you know, he was just like, I really don't want this trophy. I want the, the co- you know, college football playoff national championship trophy. You can yeah. just tell that on his face. So he he's still locked in. This team's going to be locked in next year, and and I feel sorry for college football because Alabama's not going away. Alabama, I hate to say, is back, but but because they haven't never left. No, but they they are here and they're here to stay. Yeah, no doubt. And how about the guy presenting the trophy? I mean, what he did—they just pulled him off Bourbon Street when they <laughs> when yeah. they brought him on stage. Yeah, they I mean. Cut, him like, yeah, Coach Saban had to tell the guy to pay attention. I know. Did yeah. you see that? <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, they called him up ten minutes for the presentation. Hey, you got to get you got to get up here and and hey, we'd like to congratulate the Alamo Crimson Tide. <laughs> and then he said Al Bonanza. I'm like, who is this dude? <laughs> I was like, dang. I said, I said, well, you know, there was a gaffe in the in the Clemson, uh, Tennessee. Uh, presentation because I missed that, it. Yeah, that president when they was interviewed, he he congratulated Clemson for winning the game. I'm like, where are they finding these people at? <laughs> like, good God. Oh, oh but that, that's gonna wrap up the show today, guys. Uh really enjoyed it, Jake. Uh oh yeah. Great, great way to end the season with, with a win. Uh, 12 straight seasons of of eleven wins or more for Alabama. Man, that's incredible. It's it's great to I see. I mean, I mean a 10 wins or more, excuse ten, me. Yeah, 10 wins or more. Well, unbelievable. That's unbelievable. crazy. Uh I think I saw one thing the other day that that showed that how, how incredible it is. I think the nearest team is Georgia and they have six. I yeah, of, that many. Yeah, of yeah. all time. So yeah. it's insane. So Oh, yeah, it's not even close. Right. It's the not. number of 10 win seasons. It's crazy. Yeah, it crazy, is. crazy, crazy. So. And a lot of it, a lot of it's been under Nick Saban, and mm-hmm. uh, certainly this team is not going anywhere. This program is is not going anywhere. I don't care how old Saban is. I don't care what other coaches say about him. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. And nope. uh, uh, you know, bring on the twelve team playoff in a year and a half when 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 Ty Simpson's a a, a true junior. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could we could be, be the twelfth team and still win the championship. Yeah. Is that Good. what you really want, college football? Is that what you really want? <laughs> you know, I'm. It, it's it's so funny, Jake, and we we can talk about this throughout the off season. But mm-hmm. you know, we we haven't really been proponents of the twelve team playoff. We're not just totally against it, but mm-hmm. we just we ha- we have concerns that that first of all, the regular season is all of a sudden not going to mean a dadgum thing. No, I mean. The two losses for Alabama would not have meant crap. They no. were fifth and had two losses. <laughs> I know, yeah. So it wouldn't like, have mean they could have lost another game. Yeah, they could have lost if they played another game and been fine. You know, I mean, it just <laughs> is, that, is that what we want? Nah. And I'm an Alabama fan, but that is yeah. just crazy. It is. 
It is. I just don't think it's logical. How? how I mean, for for them, they say they think it is, but in all honesty, if you look at it, if you sit back and not on that committee and look at it, no, it's not logical. You know, because <laughs> you're just making it worse. Honestly, yeah, I just I don't. I, I don't I don't see it. I mean, I know there's there's two sides to every every story and every situation, but I just can't see how this is going to make the game better. And I could be wrong. I could be be totally wrong, and I'll be willing to 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 you know admit it when if that happens to be the case. But I just can't see it being what's best for the for the game of college football. And there's a lot going on. There's so much change in college football. Oh, yeah. Not that there's change, but the 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 speed in which change is happening. And a lot of that has to do with the NCAA just not willing to do anything, just sitting on their hands and, you know, picking their nose, whatever. They, they just right. – they're, 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 they're useless. And that's yeah. the reason that so many of these changes have happened so fast. And what I mean is like the NIL, the transfer portal, all that has happened so fast because the NCAA is incompetent and has no leadership yeah. and, and just does not know how to handle any type of situations. And that's why everything has happened so fast. But that's a talk for another day. Uh Really enjoyed recapping this game, Jake. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Going to miss seeing Bryce and Will on the album the sideline and on the field for the Crimson Tide. What careers they had. Salute to those guys, Brian Branch as well. All the guys that are moving on to the NFL, we wish them nothing but the best. Can't wait to root for them at the next level. Uh, but but as always, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Smash that like button. Share, the, share this uh, video on Facebook, YouTube or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can you can share it at. Make sure you share our channel. Uh, our goal for 2023, uh, Happy New Year, by the way, guys. Happy uh, New unbel- Year. <laughs> unbelievable. We're already in 2023. Uh, we want to reach 5,000 subscribers here on our channel. I know that seems like a lofty goal, but I believe that we can do it. There's Alabama fans across the entire planet. There's no reason we cannot reach that mark, but we need you guys to subscribe to the channel. Like 90% of the people who watch our show is, are not subscribed viewers so if you're watching us just hit that little black subscribe button like i think it's on like the bottom right hand corner i mean mm-hmm. it takes two seconds it don't cost you anything we're not asking for your money no. we just want you to subscribe to the channel and help us reach that goal of five thousand subscribers and before you leave the video jump in the comment section and just let us know your final thoughts on this uh 2022 football season for the crimson tide uh but for stacy blackwood and jake thomas this has been tide talk live and until next time roll tide Bro, Tide.